Hello. And welcome <laughs> to our second episode of I'm here. What? Who's I'm here? here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? We made it. I know it was crazy. We just filmed one yesterday and now here we are again. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm doing good, girl. <laughs> I didn't even have to ask. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Um, so today we got, okay, so we, we were, you, you brought this one. This one, this one came from Gabby, right? Yeah. So mental health, right? Yeah. We're talking about mental health and families' responses to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that, they can't be so great. Sometimes they're not that great. <laughs> And just really our experiences, because everybody's life is so different. Um, and that's what the cool thing is. Um, we just get to share our story and um, figure ourselves out as we share our stories and learn from each other and learn from everybody else, right? So everybody's story is going to be different. Um, yep. We're just sharing ours um, and connecting through that. Yeah. Mental health is big. You would know. Because you're, you're, <laughs> you're a counselor, so you deal with Yo. it all the time. I mean, we all deal with mental health all the time, but you deal with it, like... In a different capacity. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, like, all right, so I finished counseling, like, my counseling program at school. Like, I graduated in 2014. That was that ago. Yeah. But girl, it's kind of like six years ago. So when you think about it for real, for real. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I didn't realize how many years it's been. It's 2020. Yes. Well, I mean, being in quarantine, it feels like five years in the past two months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Legit. Absolutely. <laughs> it's but it's, it's like a whole different like capacity um, of just being on the opposite side. Um but when you brought this up, I was like, oh, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to family. Yeah. So when I think of just bringing up counseling and how the family reacted, I remember when I studied psychology period in, um, in uh, undergrad and I decided that that's what I was going to study. I remember the family's reaction of like, well, girl, you're not going to do nothing with that. You know, that was initially like the first um, response of you need to have like a second, you know, backup plan or a second, a plan B, because you're, you're not going to do anything with a psychology degree. That's that was so interesting, because like when I think about it, I think of people who are studying the arts and then sometimes their parents, I, I know some like of my friends are studying music and some of their friends are like, why can't you study something practical like psychology? So it's so interesting to hear that different perspective. Me. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't everybody. I have to like be for real, for real. It wasn't everybody, but that was like the big response of like, well, you know, psychology, you can't really do anything with that. So, <laughs> and granted, I think everybody was disappointed that I was not an engineer or an oh, architect. No. I mean, you could, you're smart enough to do it. I don't know. It, it, I mean, if it's your thing, you can do it. That's crazy. So, like, that was, like, my first, like, because when I grew up, we didn't really do counseling. It's not as big as it is now. There's a big push of accepting and breaking the stigma, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But this is very new. Um, this is really just, like, the past few years. Um, so... Like counseling, I didn't even know what that was. I remember people studying psychology when I was in high school, and I didn't even know what that was because that was not part of my world. I didn't know what a therapist was, what a counselor was. That was not something that was um, talked about or mm -hmm. we were open about. Yeah. I think um, I remember um, like when I was little and younger, I remember like when we would talk about mental health in the family, it was just like, Oh, like our distant relatives, Loloquito del Monte. Yeah, the you crazy know? ones. 
Yes, and they wouldn't say the crazies. They're like the little crazies, like the loquitos. Like it was almost like you're gonna bring it down a notch. Like, yeah. oh, you know, they're they're family. We love them. We we'll go visit them, but they're you're just a little off. There's yeah. something, you know, there. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing, um, and now I, I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, from my experience, I remember um, first talking about counseling and going to therapy um, for the family was when my dad died, when Papi died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even for us, you know, like mommy was going through her uh, depression, but there was no admitting it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to pray. Um, and I'm going to seek um, spiritual guidance, but no counseling for grief, mm-hmm. for depression that came after. Um, and I didn't even know it, you know, like, I also was just like, oh, you know, she's just sad because she, she lost her, her husband, but I didn't really understand it was depression until years later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And for me either, like, it was just like, oh, well, this is just, it was, it was hard. It was bad. I was 19 when puppy died. Um, it was a big shock. Um, and we didn't expect it. Um that was not something that happened in our family at that time. Like he was the first one to really suddenly leave like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just a sudden crazy death. But it was almost like, all right, we're praying, we're together, we're family. And there was no, even like a thought of counseling being needed. Yeah. Um, the only time that it came into our minds was when we we're dealing with um, also, because he was seven when puppy died. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even initially, it was like, months afterwards seeing how it impacted him in school and just dealing with all of like the sadness and the struggle and anytime like he was working in school on homework I remember he would just be um he was like in second grade he's doing homework and he would get frustrated like kids do and break down and cry because he's overwhelmed and we're thinking, oh, it's just schoolwork. And then he's just crying and he's like, I miss dad. I miss dad. I miss Bobby. And we're like, oh, this is deeper than what we understood it to be. Yeah. Um, and being able to like talk to mom and be like, I think he needs a counselor. And I remember being um, in college, studying psychology, looking into all of these different programs um, that were available at home and, and giving mom resources. Like these are different options that they have grief counseling for kids and parents. So it's always like I did a little sneak attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, he needs it. But these are parent-child things. Yeah, so, like, so you they have, have a... to go with them, you know. It's just, like, part of it. <laughs> yes, you'll learn things, too, how to help him. So it'll be good for you to just be there to support him. Because that was the only way she'll accept help. Mm-hmm. As if I'm doing it for somebody else. Because I don't need the help, but he does. Um, and I remember, like, once they would go to those groups, she came um, to a point where she was like, you know what? I really think those groups are more for me than for him. I think I'm getting more out of it than he does. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, but they were like support groups, right? Um, but that's almost like the theme and the experiences um, throughout. Because even like as I went and studied counseling um, and in counseling, like in my program, they always recommend you get your own counseling. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I would like, and almost like, an, I was like, I don't know what I would talk about. That's my mentality. I don't know what I would talk about. <laughs> um, but it would be nice to kind of go and to see what happens. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing going on. But it would be nice to experience what it is like so I could understand and learn more. <laughs> You're there's nothing your wrong here. I'm well, good. I didn't know. It's like all these blind spots. Yeah. Because this is like, you're you're enveloped in this like dysfunction for so long that you, like the way I, I grew up and the way I thought about things was there's nothing wrong with us. There's something wrong with the rest of the world. <laughs> I'm, la- I'm laughing. I'm rolling my eyes because I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's, that's literally how we were raised. <laughs> It's like, it's the other people that have the issue. What we're doing here is normal. What we're doing here is healthy. They're the wrong ones. 
and the good people sometimes are they they say the good people are are a small quantity these majority is not it's it's bad not not bad it wasn't you know it was protective but yeah uh, with good intentions. i didn't realize how dysfunctional our family was until i moved away when i moved um down to florida at 21 like after i graduated college i was like oh i'm out um now i <laughs> I'm now sorry, I see I'm just imagining I'm just imagining moving out right now. I'm all, I'm 22 and I'm like if I moved out last year I would have been oh, I don't know how you did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. God. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Cuz I I was um never visited Florida. I only visited once to like see the campus and like to see grad school. Knew nobody who lived here. Had no friends over here, but I'm like sounds like a good idea I'm going to move across the country I'm gonna go to Florida um uh, <laughs> so yeah I didn't realize how how like much the family's um thoughts and that simple um message of you can't trust anybody outside of the family like we're the only ones who understand you how much that impacted me in an unhealthy way um because I came down here and I was so lost. I didn't know how to socialize. I didn't know how to make friends on my own. I didn't know how to do anything that was normal for a young adult. Mm -hmm. What I did know was to hustle and to study. So I got into school, I went and hustled and I worked two different jobs. I went to grad school, I made it work. I was always working and that's where I focused and I couldn't for the life of me understand why I was not developing friendships or couldn't live a normal life. Mm. Um, and it was just so much of that. Don't trust anybody outside of your yeah. family. Only people who understand you are your family. And now who am I without my family? That was big. Um, but I didn't realize that it was a problem. I thought, Oh, well, you know, it's just going to take time and, and, and it's me. And then when I went back home to visit, I was so happy because I miss my family, but I also realized I started seeing things in a different way. I'm like, why? Like, why are you so scared to do that? Why are you scared to like, and I'm looking at my family, my family members who I thought this was so normal. I'm like, why are you talking to each other that way? Why are you so scared to ask the server for a menu? You're grown adults. And all of these things, now that I had like moved myself from the situation and come back to it, I'm like, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is not okay. And I went, um, I just started noticing these things and I started, you know, as I'm going through my counseling program, I'm working on reflecting on myself and it became counseling pretty much for, for me. Um, at that point I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, all these aha moments, like what you use I statements <laughs> to communicate to people, what boundaries, what, what are boundaries? <laughs> this, oh my gosh. It was like all of these ahas mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I just had some skill deficits. Um, mm -hmm. And now I have skills, you know? So it wasn't until like two years after I graduated from my counseling program that I actually did start therapy for myself. Wow. And there was always an excuse of, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. Like there's no real big issue here. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like all of those, all of those messages that we learned of like dismissing that need to take care of ourselves. Yes. Um, that you could just fix it on your own. Um, there's really no need. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I just went to counseling because I had, again, issues um, in my relationships and just talking to people and being vulnerable and being open and not having this guard up. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't for the life of me understand why I wasn't connecting. And I didn't see that there was this big avoidance and fear of mm -hmm. people like social anxiety and just having yeah. like, that that being a block um and not understanding that so i remember finally going and having like all of these ahas like with my therapist and i'm like what 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 and it was like one point she told me you know this is a problem because you won't even tell me these things yep i'm the therapist <laughs> she's like i'm the one person you're supposed to be able to tell everything to and i'm like uh I had the same problem in therapy too. <laughs> I, 
I didn't tell I didn't tell them about my mate my actual problems until maybe like two years in so that was bad but hey at least you did it eventually right what do you mean it was bad it was bad because I I was like pretending I was okay every time I went to counseling where I would go and then I would just feel because I didn't really do counseling growing up either um which is I, I, crazy. Yeah. In my head, it's so crazy that you didn't do counseling when you were growing up. Yeah, because like with with uh, my mom having cancer and everything, like I thought, yeah, you would think that I would have some sort of support in terms of like professional help, but no. I actually did at one point for a couple of weeks, I did have a counselor, but I wasn't told it was a counselor. So my entire life, looking back at it, I just figured, Oh, Dr. Tony, the lady who just sat down with me in this room and she put on like nice music and she talked to me about my feelings. I never put two and two together until I was like mm. freshman year of college. I was like, wait, because like they asked me like, because that was the first time I started going to counseling again. They asked me again. They were like, when was the last time you went to counseling? And I was like, never. And then I thought about it. It was like, wait, wait, this was a counselor? And then I had to ask my dad. I was like, I had to ask my dad. I was like, wait, was Dr. Tony a counselor? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, how did you not tell me? And he was like, well, I thought you just knew. And I was like, I, I didn't know. I was 11. I had no idea that I was going to a counselor. But yeah, um, I had the same problem in counseling where I, I couldn't open up because yeah. I felt like I had to be okay all the time, even in counseling. The whole point of it was to dig deep into those wounds and, and, and heal. And I didn't want to almost because I was like in denial that they were even there. So yeah, we don't even face it ourselves. It's just like, exactly. Oh, it's like, feelings. I'm fine. Yeah. I kept saying, I'm fine. And so every time I went in, I would talk about things that weren't even the main problem. And then eventually, that's why I say it was bad because it wasn't until like, two years into or a year and a half into counseling that I like mentioned what was actually bothering me. And then my counselor just stared at me and like, Oh, okay. And I could tell that it was like a big deal. And I was like, Oh, I should have mentioned that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We tend to minimize the things that are really important because we skirt around them. It's just like, Oh, you know, just, you know, school or work and this talk about, anything but the real reason and sometimes we don't even know what it is. to be honest like it i think it takes time to for us to realize it because we have this guard for so long that we have our own blind spots um but i remember like going oh man yo i remember like just like reaching out to the counselor and just sending the text of like or, like just calling and i had to leave her a message then i sent a text mm -hmm. um and that sending a message like for the first time and admitting like oh my I'm, I want counseling mm -hmm. um and I didn't get a response for actually a couple of days um that was like the most anxiety I had felt in so long like I remember and this was years ago but I remember like oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm gonna start I have to talk about feelings I have to talk about feelings like this whole thing yeah. I ran that time like during those days I ran because when I deal with anxiety I run away like I literally <laughs> run away. yeah that's a good way of dealing with it though oh man I ran so much and I couldn't I, I just I couldn't identify that it was anxiety because I have to talk about my feelings I thought oh it's work it's friends it's all these yeah. things I don't know why I'm stressing out but mm -hmm. it was that because once the counselor called me and I was just like <gasps> freaking out about it yeah and then she was so nice on the phone um but it's just scary to even admit it, you know? So we don't even see these blind spots. But I remember when I mentioned it and I was kind of proud of myself. I was like, oh, I'm going to counseling. Like, I'm going to counseling. I'm finally doing it. I'm doing it. Um, a lot of the response was like, why? I mean, and it was just like so careful. of just like, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but why? Like there's something wrong, right? Oh you know, gosh. like that's almost. Uh, <laughs> but do you read the, the I uh, I always get the but you seem so okay, but you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I get. I, that's literally what we've been telling ourselves. Like we're fine, we're fine because everybody else is telling us you're fine. Yeah, you're like 
you're, you're, you're good. What is, and it's almost like, again, that stigma of there has to be something wrong for you to actually ask for help. And something has to be visibly wrong. Like there has to be something off with you yeah. um, for you to ask for help. Um, there's so much shame in it um, that, you know, I received. And it was almost like, I remember like, it was, it was a simple question of like, why? And like trying to be guarded with it and be careful mm -hmm. with it. Of, yeah. I don't want to insult you. I don't want to be in your business, but this is weird. So what's going on? Yeah. Why are you going in there? Um, and it's almost like it's okay for everybody else to get counseling, but a lot of the family members just like, yeah. so when you actually say, I want to get it for myself, it's just like a big, yeah, like mind blown. Yeah. Uh, I, I got really mad this one time about all of this. It was a couple of months ago and I like picked up my journal and I just journaled for like two hours about this because I was just, I, it was just a lot of frustration, but never like anger towards the people. It was just like, I wish I could help you with that anxiety that causes, you know, causes you to feel so on guard. Cause I get it. I've been there. So it was one of those things where I was just like, I was like, I wish I could fight your anxiety for you. Like whenever I look at the family, um, because it's just so, it's so frustrating. I know that a lot of the time when we're told you're okay, it's because that's what they've been telling themselves their whole lives because they want to be okay. And the same, especially when someone who has the same mental health issues as you see you going through it it almost brings about this sense of frustration in themselves because they see themselves in you. Uh, that's something I've noticed a lot throughout the years. And uh, I didn't come to realize that until I was in college. And like you said, being away and having that distance and seeing how the world works outside of the family and then seeing the family and it was just some, it was a lot of reflection, like self-reflection, which I'm constantly doing, like you said, and also reflection, like looking at the family and being like, okay, like empathizing and not getting frustrated with them because it's like, okay, you're saying this, but I know that you're saying this out of love. You must be saying this out of experience. So you probably also understand where I'm coming from, even though it's not being expressed, if that makes any sense, in a way yeah. that I would see as um like empathetic in a way but i think that happens to a lot of people because it's not just our family because i'm i'm one of my one of my closest and best friends is constantly like we're always texting and she has this issue with um with her mom and connecting with her mom about mental health because she also it, it has been diagnosed with depression and then she's also going like her mom and her are both going through that and it's just so frustrating because she needs to tell her and open up and be honest to her. But then her mom's response a lot of the time is, oh, you're okay. You can just do it. You just got to get out of your funk. This is just a funk. You can, get, you can do it. This is, you're just feeling lazy. You're being lazy. And then that hurts her. And it's hard for her to express that. So yeah. it's, I, I was so excited when we were going to talk about this topic because I know that that's like not just something we go through. Like that is something so many people deal with and I just I don't even know I just wish I could give them a big hug <laughs> it's like magic hugs that just fix everything right exactly <laughs> and I think that's what makes it so hard too is just that we we have that mentality if we just get through it you know a lot of people are just like get through it like I can if I just I'm, I'm I, like we tell us ourselves those stories of like it's just a phase or I'm just gonna get through it or funk or it's just a stage not realizing how deep it is yeah. um so we tell ourselves those same stories um and we wished for that quick fix because healing is really uncomfortable and i have mm -hmm. to face all of my own faults and belief systems and really get in there and work through it um so it's uncomfortable and i think sometimes with our families they want us to be okay you know they don't want to see us suffer or struggle um so they want to do a quick fix like you're you're fine you're fine and what you said too is 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 big time it's just like we're mirrors of each other especially when we're in families and just um communities of 
what I see in you are things that I struggle with myself and I don't know how to handle it. So I want to shoo it, <laughs> you know, mm, I want to yeah. shoo it. And, and it's, um, or even as we're going into and, and like walking in our power and recognizing and healing the fact that you're healthy now points out the fact that I've still haven't done my own inner work. Yeah. Um, so it's challenging and, and frustrating and it's recognizing like everybody has their own path and journey and has their own time of coming to it. Um, but it is still a big struggle to see people you love suffer, knowing that yeah. being able to accept help is, um, is, is available. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. available. I did have a question. Yeah. When it came, cause like we're talking about counseling, but when it comes to like medication, cause I yes. know we're dealing with anxiety, mm -hmm. um, sometimes the medication is important. And I know for you, mm -hmm. that was something that you realized was needed. Yes. So how was that for you? Cause I know we're all about in the family, drink a tea, you know, oh just, you know, gosh. take a nice or, or smell some lavender or <laughs> Ponte Vicks. put on some Vicks. It fixes everything. It cures your depression or go pray. And that's the only solution. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. I, I was not greeted with a lot of support from the family, unfortunately. Um, my, my extended family, the closer family, the tight knit over here with Papi and Luigi, they- Your household were, members, like yeah, your immediate my, my family who saw you struggle every day. Yes, they were all for it from the beginning. My mm. dad, Luigi, they both, my, my, my brother, yeah. <laughs> they were both like, have you considered medication? And I was like, no, I'm fine. I, I don't need medication. Medication is not for me. It's for people that really need it. <laughs> like I wasn't seeing all of my struggles. Um, and so <laughs> when I was going to counseling and th that's actually interesting that you brought that up because it's, I was going to talk about it, especially when we were talking about opening up and, and, telling our counselor how we're feeling about everything and like how hard it is at first. Um, I had been going through a lot of severe anxiety for a very long time. And then when I finally opened up to my counselor about it, about my health anxiety, that's what brought it. And like, when I brought it up to my counselor, she said, you're, you're going through this every day. And she just kind of looked at mm. me like that. And like, she looked so worried. And I said, yeah, I have. That's the scariest thing when your counselor's worried about you. You're like, wait a minute. This is not normal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then I like, I told her and then she was like, I was like saying, I'm so convinced that I have X, Y, and Z, which I think will be for a different episode. For, but um, health anxiety. I, I can talk a lot about that. But yeah, um, I was feeling all these sensations in my body. I was feeling mm -hmm. so tired. I was feeling like I couldn't do anything, but I was feeling awful at the same time. And I was convinced that I had MS. I was convinced that I had like Man. all of these different, and I, it was like for a year, I was convinced I had all of these different um, physical issues, physical issues, because I was like, anxiety can't do this. Anxiety can't do that. Cause my entire life I've been told anxiety is in your head. It's not out here. Um, and so when I was getting like tingling sensations throughout my body, that was terrifying. The only thing I could find, never Google anything. That's like 100%. Don't Google your symptoms because <laughs> Google is not your doctor. But yeah, no. I, I thought I was going crazy. I went to the ER multiple times and this is all what led me to, to get to the medication because I had over six, um, different blood works done or blood tests Labs, done. On I guess. Me. Yeah. On me over three months which is not normal and it was because i was convinced there was something wrong with me which i mean i was kind of right but it was well it, it makes sense too just thinking of like our family history yeah. like there you know when we started because we we even avoid uh physical illness we're like you don't need a doctor the doctor's just gonna inject poison in you oh da, 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 da. Ah, right? ah, i'm gonna cry oh no that's a different conversation yeah right? but it's just like we neglect <laughs> all of those things so it makes sense that you were worried yeah that it was physical because we have a lot of physical history that yeah has led to death you know exactly and actually that happened right after Baco died so it like started right after our uncle 
um, he suddenly died. An aneurysm. Yeah, an aneurysm. So it was like understandable, but it was interesting because uh, I mentioned it to my counselor very casually, but it took everything in me to finally mention it to her. And then that's when she realized that it was way more that I had been talking about. And then she finally was like, listen, I think you would benefit from medication. And my initial response was no. <laughs> even with panic attacks, even with everything I was going through, with like feeling like I was dying every single day, I still was like, no, I, I don't want medication. And then she asked me why, and she was talking to me about it. And it was so bad to the point where I even got a new counselor because I was so frustrated. And that mm -hmm. was not the response that I feel like I should have had because um, she, she really helped me. But I, I was so frustrated because like my family's always said, like everything should be natural. Uh, you should, you know, try harder. Maybe I'm not trying hard enough. Those were all the things I kept telling myself. I just need to just pray. And I felt like I didn't have enough faith. I felt like I didn't have enough willpower. I felt like I was lazy, all of these negative things, because I was told I could get over it if I just tried. Um, and so it wasn't until a long while later, I had to take a leave of absence because I couldn't take like the physical weight of that anxiety, that crippling anxiety and depression was so bad where I couldn't even get out of bed to go to school. And I am so passionate about school that yeah. that's not normal. So I took that leave of absence. And that's mm -hmm. when I was like, when we came back last year, that's when I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to try medication. I tried the first one. Um, and it just, it wasn't for me. And then I tried a second one and it also wasn't for me. It took a while to get to the right one. But in that process, I was having all these doubting voices in my head, but not just in my head. They were also out here. <laughs> there were real voices coming real at you. Voices. I remember when I told, I don't remember who it was, but I was telling one of our aunts that uh, they were like, oh, how's school? How's it going? How are you? And then that was like around the time I had to take my first leave of absence. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's okay, it's not that great. I've been going to counseling, but I think that I need to start taking antidepressants. And that was like the devil to them. Like literally, they're like, what? Medicina, ni medicina, tu no necesita nada. Like, they were like, you don't need any medicine. What, 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 why would you need it's that? It's almost like a betrayal to them, you know, like an insult. <gasps> like frustration, like anger. Like there was like genuine anger in their voice. And it was like almost like a joke to them at first. It was like, what? Ha, you don't need that. Like, you just, you can do it. You can get over it. And that at first, I listened to them at first. I denied Well, because it. they're your elders and you just learn. I was like, oh, they must be right. And there was part of you already who felt that. You're like, maybe I don't need it. You know? Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, maybe I am. You know, I thought it was all about being stronger but it, 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 it's not like, I thought that I was just weak because, and that was not what they meant to do, but that's what came along with it. Those were the, the connotations that came with those words, like try harder. You can do it. You're not trying hard enough. You're not praying hard enough. That one was very frustrating because at that time, like I was going to church literally every single day and praying my anxiety, trying to pray my anxiety away. I uh. was like, I like my my like and I'm, I sound exaggerated but like you know how like when you um when you're so anxious and to the point where I was where my limbs actually hurt because I was so like tight all the time that my yeah. knees were like hurting from like being on like just kneeling could praying and praying and one time mm. I was on the phone with one Ooh, girl my that hits my heart right here like I feel it heavy it's just like I'm gonna cry <laughs> like, oh it's okay oh. you can cry you are here Oof. I am here Thank you. Podcast to cry, but um, and so I was on like one time. I just couldn't take it anymore, and I literally just got up and I I was on the phone with one of our aunts, and I don't even know. I just don't know why I called her, and I just said, "Hey, I'm taking medication." <laughs> I I don't know why I had to do that. I didn't have to. I didn't have to. But there was a part of you that wanted to just like own it and be like, this is it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I made a decision and that's it. Yeah. 
and I prayed a lot about it. And it's so interesting because uh, I have this note, this app on my phone that's like uh, little notifications, like Bible verses every day. And it was so interesting because I kept getting notifications, like every time I was thinking about taking meds and I was like, I don't know if I should do this. And then I kept, I got like one notification that was like, um, don't, do not be afraid, blah, 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 blah. The Lord will help you through it. And I was like, whoa, okay. And it was like multiple times that it happened. And that's when I was like, you know what? I, I didn't want to do it, but I knew I had to. And yeah. the, it was so frustrating watching people like wake up and get out of their bed and do what they wanted to do oh that like I'm getting goosebumps now because like I remember distinctly sitting like with my roommate and she was such an active person she's like so um she's just like so healthy and seven o'clock alarm goes off she gets up she goes to the gym she comes back she makes food she does her homework she calls her mom goes to class comes back and that entire time i was laying in bed that entire time i heard her side of the room clean i love to keep my room clean look don't look now but <laughs> <laughs> not right now because this is a i'm busy but <laughs> <laughs> hashtag real talk <laughs> <laughs> but like i was like so frustrated and i, I wasn't mad at her and she knows that I, was, I remember I, you telling me that story and you're just like in bed, like with your blanket looking at her. You're like, wow, it's so easy for yeah. her. Is this how people live? Yeah. And it was crazy. Cause like we would have like bedside conversations too, uh, where like at night where we were falling asleep and then we'd talk about it. And then she was like, are you okay? Were you feeling okay today? And whatever. She's so nice. And then I would have to explain to her, this is what I feel physically. And she was heartbroken. And she told me, I never feel that. And I, she's like, she was like realizing how much it, of a struggle it was for me to get out of bed. And she was like in awe. And then she's like, is there anything that you can do for it? And then that, those were the things that led me to medication that, that made me realize, okay, this isn't normal. There's These a possibility things. of not living like this. Exactly. Like it's almost like that aha, like I don't have to live like this because I think sometimes as we were talking about when we're surrounded with uh, people who are struggling with the same thing, we almost accept it as this is just how the world is. This is how bodies work. This is how my body works. This is how everybody works. We all just struggle to get out of bed. We all just struggle to get things done. Everybody deals with this. Everybody's just like out. Of, and we realize, oh, there's a whole different world out there. There's a lot of it that is genetic, but there's a lot of it that we learn too of just like if I live in a depressed household. I pick up on those things. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, that's the model that I have. And then just being outside of that and seeing how other people live and having that conversation, being that open and vulnerable, you realize, whoa, there's a possibility that I can live a life not struggling to get out of bed, that I can manage my emotions, that I actually can complete things. It's, yeah. it's, it seems so simple but it's mind-boggling and it seems so, and it's so foreign when you like grow up like that mm -hmm. it's true it's hard it's hard especially if that's everything you know and especially especially with like our family too with the idea of everyone else is wrong yeah um that just goes into it so too. paranoid like yeah. <laughs> it is paranoia yeah it's true it's just like okay this, this is the normal thing. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. This is normal. This is normal. You just don't notice that you're going through the same thing. You know, like those were the things that I kind of had in my head, but it's. Okay. And now like with your, like you're still on the medication, right? You're yes. still taking it. Yeah. Yes. And how are you now? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> Cause like now looking back at that, like now looking back at the struggle and just being able yeah. to like, accept the fact that this is something that you may need mm -hmm. how is that different for you right now like it's so crazy okay so i i journal every day or i try to journal every day and when i was going through everything i was talking about earlier with like my leave and everything and the panic attacks i would write everything down everything i felt because that was the only way like the way you you said that you ran 
the way yeah. that that's the, that was my version of running. Like I writing was my version of writing running. So I would have to sit down and just like write and write and write. And it was so interesting because like a couple weeks ago, like we're in quarantine, there's nothing much to do. I was looking through my old journals and I, my, I actually started crying reading them because my lettering, like in my, my handwriting was so sloppy from how fast I was writing, how desperate I was writing, how, how frustrated I was. And like in them, there were like letters to myself that were like future self I hope that you're not feeling the way I am right now or like there were like letters that said I might die tomorrow and I don't know if I will or not you know like I was like convinced that this anxiety was gonna like you know because I I genuinely thought there was like a crazy like chronic illness that I was going through it was like that paranoia and so reading that back was crazy like I cried because I don't feel that anymore (laughs) And of course, it's not just the medication. Of course, it was counseling too. It's like counseling combined with medication, but the medication was needed for me in order to get to that point because it calmed my nerves down. It calmed my my physical aspect of my anxiety down to a point where I could control it at least a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. so like looking back, I just, I'm so glad that, I made the decision of going to counseling one made the decision of taking medication too, because I just think to myself, if I wouldn't have gone to counseling and I would have had all of that feeling like continuously, I wouldn't never have known that there was another way to live. So yeah, girl, you up there on stage, you be singing, you be (laughs) rocking out. I'm like, who is this girl? (laughs) Like what? Oh, she's taking over the world. Look at her being all like social and hanging out and putting herself out there. Social, uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. what? And it was nuts. Like it was a matter of months. I was like, yo, yeah. she's working for. And I like, you know, like part of it. Like I, I understand part of your story and just like the waves and the struggle. Um, I don't know all of the details, but like enough. And I'm like. It was such a transformation that she's like, oh my gosh, like, I know you've been working and hustling and struggling to like, take care of yourself. And it was just like, seeing it, like, cry. (laughs) (laughs) like almost seeing you come into who you were all this time, you know, hiding behind this weight, you know, and it's just like now having that release to be who you are. Um, And it's so cool to see. I'm like, no, no, don't cry. Don't cry. (laughs) Or yes, crying is welcome. I was going to say that it was really funny because when I started taking my meds, uh, it was in the ones that I'm on now, uh, it was in November. And it was like a, like, it was so funny because I like forced myself, like your brother forced me to do like music and sing in front of people. And like how you said my brother instead of your cousin. Like, <laughs> like my, this whatever. On me. Your, your brother. Your brother. Your brother. He forced me to to go and like audition and I did that one like singing thing um on the rock ensemble. And it's so funny because like even the people in my class for that noticed the difference of when I started taking my medication. And it was insane because when I first started out, I wouldn't eat I would like I would sing like this. Like that's how I would sing. Like, I would just be so quiet. And then by the time, like, the meds started kicking in, like, I wasn't so scared anymore. So that stuff really does help. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's like I could live a life just struggling and trying to figure it out, or I can actually get the help. And, I mean, again, like, what we went through is not something that's going to be the answer for somebody else i know this is your story like i've never had to take medications maybe i did and maybe but that wasn't a conversation (laughs) i no maybe i just i don't know but that wasn't conversation that i had it was more of like the talk therapy and almost different kinds of talk therapy really because um again like you were talking about just like experiencing it in the body my body talks so much you know and not like the nasty gassy stuff but (laughs) (laughs) but like i'm realizing um, cause sometimes it's not like my thoughts. It's just like 
like you were saying, like tension, I will feel it a lot in like my, my gut and my, my chest, like it get really tight or like my jaw. I had to really read how my body was carrying tension and noticing that there was a lot of times I would hold, um, tension in my jaw. And it's just like words that I, I wouldn't allow myself to express, you know, like just holding everything. Um, and as I went to counseling and, and just every two weeks, just having, um, somebody outside of my world to be like, no, you weren't wrong. Like that was, no, you're, you're on the right path. Just because a lot of the messaging of like, you're, you're growing, you're changing, um, you're doing different things. Um, the people that are around you want to bring you back to what is normal in their worldview, like coming back mm -hmm. to just how we grew up and, and, that was challenging because it's like, am I wrong? Am I the one that's off? Am I, um, am I the one that needs to be corrected? Because that's how I feel. Um, the feeling that guilt and that shame and just having somebody to be like, no, or like even check me. Cause sometimes I'd be like, no, these people are like, why? <laughs> and I'd be like, no, wait, can you see what you did and how you influenced the situation? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just seeing how I kind of influence that situation and how I portray myself and being blocked off and cold and like all defensive impacts other people. It's just, mm -hmm. it was really nice. And it continues to be nice, um, of having that person to check me, um, yeah. and help me see the gaps, um, yeah. that I, I miss. Cause I know that's one thing of, like I, I'm back in counseling. I'm in counseling still because there's a lot of things that I have to work on still just from like complex trauma of like my history um, mm -hmm. and seeing how that influences me. But realizing that I can know all the skills. I know the skills. I practice the skills. I do mindfulness. I do all my coping skills. I use all the boundary setting. I do all the communication stuff. But there's things that are stored in your body. I know I can know them all up in here and I can even role play them with the people that I work with and teach them how to do it. When I'm calm, I'm able to do it. Logically, I know how to do it. Um, and I think that's a lot of things from um, family of just not getting it. It's like, but you're smart. You know, I even had a counselor who told me that. She's like, how am I supposed to counsel you? You're smart. Um, but it's not a, a intellect thing. It's a very lived somatic experience yeah. of, in the moment when I'm triggered, even though I may know the skills, I freeze up yeah. because of the trauma I live wow. or I, I run because that's how I, I, my body just responds automatically. And it keeps mm -hmm. me in that almost like what you were saying, that weight, that like keeps me chained, um, a little bit and recognizing that there are ways I can work with my body to allow it to relax. So I'm not automatically in fight, flight, freeze kind of, mm -hmm. um, survival. Yeah. I can, I can work with my body. So that way, Oh, all of those skills that I know up in my head, mm -hmm. I can actually apply them. And there's that, that, that gap that we don't realize that I can know things and not be able to apply it in the moment because my body is still responding in survival. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice to have just somebody be able to coach you through that. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate the fact that honestly, I see like our families moving towards that. Mm -hmm. um, and even though that we're still struggling I, 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 with a lot of different people and everybody's on their own path of the fact that we can have more of these conversations um, and just like almost a curiosity of it, yeah. of like, wait, help me understand what anxiety is. Instead of like that shutting down, like you're okay. Yeah. It's like, help me, help me understand what is it? Cause I don't get it. You know? And I'm like, Oh, I had like the conversation with mommy the other day. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> because genuinely didn't get it. Doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, doesn't make sense in her head. Yeah. Um, but you know, having that openness to just be genuinely curious instead of shutting it down because I don't get it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't get it. Help me understand. Yes. Um, yes. That's amazing. That's why I like it when, when people are open like that, because that's what we need. We need more, more sympathy, more empathy, like put yourself in my shoes. I put your, myself in your shoes 
and then we can come to an understanding. And that that's why I respect my dad so much because he, he even though he doesn't get the crazy I mean not crazy, but that's not the right word to use. But he doesn't get <laughs> he doesn't get the anxiety that I get to the level that I that I get. Um he still tries like before he was he was struggling but now he's he's understanding a lot more of just sitting down and listening um and that means so much to me and that's just i wish more people could do that instead of just saying this is all in your head because even though it's in your head it's still your body and it does affect you And, and like going back to what you were saying especially too um getting to that to that place to being able to you know control that those nerves in a way it it takes and that's the thing like we can't control it yeah and I think that's the thing that we learn it's like oh it's my feelings I could just control it I just gotta control it I just gotta control it but the truth is that's not our thinking part of our brain yeah that's our animalistic instincts you don't get to choose how your body responds yeah not consciously you know it's like what i can do is learn how to manage it yes that's that's what i mean ride the wave but yeah yeah like breathe it out breathe into it like in yoga you remember when I took you to yoga and you're like, oh my God, this helps me so much with my anxiety. Oh, it, wow. It really, yeah, it does. It does. And to this day, I breathe into the pain in here. Like you breathe I laugh because it's it. funny. I just remember that day. But it is. It's like, again, like that, that mind-body connection. It's like, oh, wait, I, there's, there's just so many memories stored in our body that are mm-hmm. not our conscious mind. Yeah. So yoga can, like it's one way to kind of, bring that connection and those little affirmations just like yeah and going back to what you were saying about the whole having your therapist help you through those through those um those physical feelings that that's so helpful and I think what helped me get to that point because I realized that I wasn't able to even get to the point where the therapist could help me because I was missing that component I was just so, um, I keep thinking of the word altera, but I know that's not the right word because those are the words that we're like put in our head. <laughs> but altera, yeah, you're like heightened, yeah. you're, you're like anxious, you're aroused. Yeah, you're and- so, yeah, anxious, sorry, Spanglish, whatever. <laughs> Spanglish, that's why we do things. Yeah, so like you're just so anxious to the point where it's almost like everything around you, you can't hear it. It's like, there's a wall. Um, so like, I'm not saying that medication is the only solution because it's definitely not. I think it's definitely both components together because I wouldn't have been able, because I was in counseling for a very long time, like two or three years before I started taking meds because I just wasn't getting to that point where other people were able to get. Uh, and it was so frustrating but it was because, you know, there was a chemical imbalance that I needed to look into before I, to make it a little bit easier to be able to practice the things I learned in counseling. Yeah, and it's crazy because the way you describe it, it's like it is, um, again, everybody has their own needs. Everybody's at different levels. It's almost like, all right, you and I both go to the doctor because we have a similar pain, but you come out with a broken bone and I come out with like, I don't know, some other thing we're not gonna have the same treatment right (laughs) oh no but we're not gonna have the same treatment um because our our journeys and our issues may be different even though they may appear the same um but being a counselor and having that talk with people because everybody has their own choice and and being able to have a professional really evaluate you and see what is going on um, is so imperative. Um, But the way I kind of describe it and tell people, it's just like, look, like you can, you can, it is possible to go through counseling without medication. Um, It is possible to just take medication without ever going to counseling. And there's, it's a possibility of using both. It's, and I, I, I compare it to like, if I 
was in a car accident and I broke my knee. I can go through physical therapy in order to relearn how to walk. I can do it without medication. It's gonna be a lot more painful and it's gonna take me a lot longer, but I can do it, you know? I can decide to take the pain medication without going to physical therapy. It helps alleviate the the pain, um, but it's going to be difficult for me to walk if I don't go to therapy. I'm just going to be, you know, I have a little um, limp, but I'll I'll be pain-free. Or I can use both of them together. Mm -hmm. I can take the pain reliever so that way when I'm doing physical therapy, it doesn't hurt as much and I can really strengthen my skills and my, my, my muscle again and relearn how to walk. So that way it becomes shorter and easier to deal with. Wow. Again, it depends on each person. Not everybody's going to have the same mix, but it's almost an easier way to understand it because when we talk about like mental health or emotional health, it's harder to understand because we don't see it you look fine. But sometimes having that physical health um, metaphor um, is easier to understand. That is so, I've never thought of it like that. And I love that comparison so much. So good. Hey girl, I'd be studying. (laughs) You're doing so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. But But it's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. It's awesome. Like, I like having these conversations. And I think the more we educate ourselves, like our loved ones continue to educate themselves. And it's, and it's nice to recognize that, you know, like sometimes you do need just that check outside to help you realize that you're on the correct path. Yeah. Um, And again, it's a generational thing, too, of recognizing they're doing the best to help us in the way that they know. You know, this new generation, we're coming into being more accepting and open about counseling and therapy. And the fact that therapy has evolved too. um, So it makes it a little bit easier to get the help that you need without all of the stigma. Um, But it's nice to have these conversations. Yeah, this was so nice. I like this. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, what, let, let's do our gratitude. Yes. What is like a gratitude? Something that um, you're thankful for or that went well for you today? Today or in this conversation? <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, bro, because like I ain't got no rules. Okay, listen, I went on a walk today and it was amazing. I, I went on a walk and it was okay my headphones i had them for a while and then they died and i was like oh man they died and i was so frustrated because i'm like now i have to listen to like whatever's happening but listen it was present it yeah exactly but i i heard the birds chirping i could hear my feet hit the pavement and it was just so relaxing and like Usually I'm a lot more tuned with nature, but I guess I was just in a mood to listen to music, but I'm really happy that it unexpectedly stopped because in that moment I could just focus on the sun hitting my skin. It was a beautiful mm. day. I saw a bunch of kids fighting. That's <laughs> beside the point, <laughs> but it was just nice. They were fine. They were fine. <laughs> I saw an old lady and an old man fighting too, but I was grateful for all of that because it was just That's so life. grounding yeah. and amazing and I was just enjoying the day anyway what are you thankful for <laughs> girl you went with it that was woof you took me on a, a little ride there picture um what am I grateful for today That's a good one. Oh, I almost forgot this was part of the day because my days seem so long and they yeah. seem like they're repeating You're but busy. um man girl whew. I think I'm working more during like this social distancing thing than before. A lot of people are saying that. (laughs) Uh, But I had a break between sub appointments and clients. And this is what I do like about working from home that I can have a break and like be home and be like in my area, my, um, in my hood. Mm -hmm. So what I did 
Um, it was nice because like I, I came out of my room where I, I see my, my clients on internet and on video chat and like my sisters were here, Ana Maria and Alicia were here. So we went and like, we went to the lake and I took some pictures. I climbed a tree because <gasps> I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. Girl, I climbed, there's a tree that it seems like fell down. So it's like a big tree and it's like almost a log like almost like a bridge mm-hmm. over into the lake. Ooh. So, uh-huh. And there's like all of the Spanish moss coming down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm climbing over oh, the no. tree. I'm scared. Why are you fall? scared? I didn't fall. I, okay. <laughs> no, I'm climbing over the tree. And, um, and like, it was nice just to be in nature and do crazy things. And then like do a little yoga out there with my family and then come back home and see my next client. These are the oh. things that people don't know about me as their counselor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a different side to everyone. <laughs> These are things that, you know, confessions of a therapist. Oh, that sounds so good. I would read that book. Oh, man, girl. Your I therapist is a badass. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Yeah, I kicked my desk. That was that. well this was awesome thank you for being here thank me for being wait i thank myself (laughs) for being here please thank me for being here (laughs) that's not what i meant thank you all for being here i love this i don't know if this is gonna be like a we are here and join us next time for weird conversations Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. Peace.